Intentional living is our definition of the financial freedom. And the definition of intentional is living life on your terms, being very purposeful, having focus in what you're doing. And at the end of the day, if that's the metric, your financial strategy and plan, whoever you're working with, has to help you get that. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. All right, everybody, the episode that you've been waiting for, thoughts on Dave Ramsey, the seven baby steps reviewed, my whole view of the foundation of what Dave Ramsey builds off, because I will give him this, he's very consistent, and he uses the seven baby steps in a lot of conversations, and I think we need to understand that, and we can kind of use this video as, as the uh, framework video as we move going forward. And, and so thank you for all the people that have wanted me to do this, have encouraged me to do this, and uh, I just want to also say I'm a big, big fan of Dave Ramsey. I'm grateful for his work, and I think he's helped hundreds of thousands of people better their marriage, better their life, have wealth. And so what I'm not telling you is I think he should be canceled. I'm not telling you that I think he's the worst thing in the world. I'm telling you that I'm a product of Dave Ramsey because when I grew up, I took Financial Peace University, and he fired me up about this concept of live like nobody so that I could like and, and really save and, and be frugal so that I could save money and do other things. And, and, and so in a way, my desire to understand money was very much inspired by him. And so I just want to be really frank with that because I think a lot of people are like, oh, Caleb, like, you should call Dave Ramsey and debate him and all this stuff. And, I, and I, just, I just want you guys to know that I want to be very careful. I do not want to be taken out of context here uh, because, again, Dave Ramsey, especially being in the faith community, has been very consistent and has really told people, you got to wake up. Got to wake up when it comes to your money. And a lot of people need that message because they don't have a financial strategy or a math problem. They have a heart problem. Like money has a lot more to do with the heart. And what Dave Ramsey's saying is he's calling people out and saying, guys, you're getting all cute here, but these credit cards are allowing you to get massively in debt and everything is imploding. Is it because of the piece of plastic or is it because of the heart? And Dave Ramsey's talked to enough people where he's like, listen, majority of America will never be wealthy. I don't know if you'd say that, but it's true. So he's like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell people to cut up their credit cards, pay off all their debt, and by default, they're going to be better off. Agreed. My problem is if you're coming to me and you have discipline and you want to build wealth and you're listening to Dave Ramsey and you're taking what he is talking to a certain group of people that literally need his advice and you're taking that and saying, oh, I want to build wealth Bible way or the conservative way or Dave Ramsey's way. And so you're like, you take what he says and you try to take that and build wealth with it. I'm telling you, you're going to be less secure. You're going to have less control and you're going to be less wealthy. I'm telling you this right now. And I know Dave Ramsey, we're going to show this in other videos. He talks about studies and all this. We're going to look at those studies. Like, cause most people will not go head to head with Dave. And I'm just telling you that if you take, like, we're going to walk through different examples. You can Tell me if you agree or not. This video is going to be the framework. And so please comment below. Please tell me how much you disagree with me or how dumb I am when it comes to money. Or, or some of you might have legitimate questions. I'm just letting you know that I've heard so many people that have a lot of potential. They have potential. They, they get it. And yet they're listening to Dave Ramsey. And as a result, they're not in the game to build wealth because Dave Ramsey hates debt. But our U.S. dollar is based on the Federal Reserve printing money. And there is no reserve, meaning... Our whole currency is based around debt. And so for us to be so ignorant to say, debt's bad, end of story, it's like, okay, you can listen to that, but at the end of the day, ask why. 
And at the end of the day, everything that we do at Better Wealth is, are you living intentionally? Intentional living is a metric. A lot of people say financial freedom, financial independence. Intentional living is our definition of the financial freedom. And the definition of intentional is living life on your terms, being very purposeful, having focus in what you're doing. And at the end of the day, if that's the metric, your financial strategy and plan, whoever you're working with, has to help you get that. My hope is Dave Ramsey wouldn't disagree with me. And so you got to take what I say with a grain of salt, what Dave Ramsey says with, with a grain of salt, what other authors take with a grain of salt, and ask the question, that's, that's amazing that you're saying this, but is, am I able to live more intentionally? And if the answer is yes, go for it. The reason I'm doing this and the reason I'm doing this series is to challenge the way that people think because a lot of people are not thinking, they're letting other people think for them. And so without further ado, let me uh, pull up Dave Ramsey's website. You can go to RamseySolutions.com. And I'm pulling up his baby steps here. You can see step one through seven. Again, this is, I'm going to go through the overview, try not to make this uh, a, a super long video. But step number one is save $1,000 for your emergency funds. Step number two is pay off all debt except your house. Step number three is to save three to six months of expenses in a emergency fund. Step number four is to invest 15% of household income in retirement. Step number five is to start saving for kids' college. Step number six is to pay off your house early. And then number seven is to build wealth and be, be generous. So again, I love that Dave Ramsey talks about being generous and using his platform to encourage people to do that. I agree. It's like, why are we even doing this to begin with? Why is money important? Like I could get super philosophical with you, but I'm, but I'm choosing not to right now. So step number one, save $1,000 uh, for a starter emergency fund. I'm, I'm not going to get into this. I think it's great advice. If you don't have $1,000 saved up, learn how to save that. Um, there's discipline there. And I'm, I, I, think it's, I think my only critique is uh, if you're in California, that's different than Pensacola. So it's like, okay, there's certain places around the country that $1,000 goes farther. Um, and so, but, but I think again, for the people that he's talking to, it's a really good baby step. It can create momentum. If you can't save a thousand dollars, we got bigger issues. Step number two is pay off all debt, except the house. It's interesting. It is very interesting because he contradicts his whole philosophy in his baby steps, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. He says, pay off all your, all your debt, except the house using the debt snowball. So let me, let me explain the debt snowball. The debt snowball is essentially you taking the smallest balance and you're, you're stacking your debts based on the smallest balance, and the next debt is the second smallest balance, and you're doing that, and then you're taking the minimum payments. You're taking all the additional money, and, and what I love about Dave Ramsey is he fires people up. He's like, sell your car, um, um, eat rice and beans, take your money that you were saving and pour it towards a goal because he knows that money is all about psychology and all about the heart, and I'm telling you, majority of people need to hear that. He said, pay off that debt, knock the, knock the small debt out, and then take the, the payment plus the money you're already pouring in, hence why it's called the snowball because the next payment gets a little bit bigger, pay off the second debt, and then when that's, that's paid off, you take that full payment plus the required payment of debt number two, it gets bigger, and you snowball that. In a lot of cases, you can be debt-free, including your mortgage in less than 10 years, and it's, and it's motivating. And what, this is what I'll say about the snowball method is it's the best way psychologically, emotionally. It's the best way, hands down, to pay off your debt. Gets people fired up, motivated, and that has a lot to do with your money. It's not the most efficient way to pay off your debt. The most efficient way to pay off your debt is look at interest rate, pay the highest interest rate first. Um, that is the most efficient way to pay off debt. Dave Ramsey wouldn't argue with me on that, but I think where he would, he would disagree is he's saying, yeah, efficiency, it's clear that Dave Ramsey doesn't care about the math and all, all, all the equation. I think he cares a lot about behavior, and, and he knows that 
Uh, he would much rather have people maybe pay a little bit more of interest and get momentum than not. Here's my big beef with Dave Ramsey on step number two is pay off all debt. He, and I'm not putting words in his mouth. He, Dave Ramsey believes that debt is evil. Debt is bad. You are, you are a slave to the lender if you have debt. It's 2021, and we're talking about debt being the worst thing in the world. And it's, it's shocking to me that he, he still has a platform on this. It's shocking to me that a lot of people still listen to him. And he goes as far as to say, like, hey, if we look at the Bible, like, you're not, a, you're not being a good steward if you're using debt. This, this is what I would say, and I'm going to try to simplify this as, as simple as possible. I, I will give Dave Ramsey, he's consistent, and so he's able to build a movement because he stays in his lane. I tend to be not as consistent from a stand. I don't sound as consistent because I, I talk about, like, math, and, it's some, and it's, I can't say debt is either good or bad. That, that's, like, not principled for me, but as a result, it sounds more confusing. So here's my definition of debt is good or bad, okay? Debt is bad if by having it, you're going backwards if you're losing wealth, not able to live more intentional. So if you buy a car that you can't afford and debt allows you to do that, that car and debt are not a plus to your financial life. If you buy a house that you cannot afford, this is the real problem that people are facing, it's not necessarily the mortgage's fault, it's that that, that allowed you to buy a house that you can't afford. If you use debt to go on vacation, that debt, that equation is not helping you become wealthier. So those are all uh, steps of like, yeah, I could point to say, yeah, debt is, is not helping you, but is that, a, is that the debt's problem or is that the consumer, consumerism problem? Is that the buying decision problem? That's, 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 really, that's really the equation. Debt can be good, if it helps you build wealth, it helps you live more intentional. If it, it literally puts money back in your pocket. I love Robert Kiyosaki's definition of an asset and, and good debt allows you to put money back in your pocket because you're buying something and debt is, is allowing you, just like it's allowing you to make a poor decision, it's allowing you to buy an asset that can put more money back in your pocket. I, I think majority of people that have built real estate, majority of people that have um, built wealth have used debt in a good way. Um, I... I'm, I guess, a good example of someone that teaches people how to leverage debt in a, in, a, in a good way to better their situation, to give them more control, to have more security. And I would argue, if we want to talk about the Bible, to be a better steward. What's interesting is the U.S. dollar, the U.S. dollar is not backed on gold reserve. It's literally debt. Like the Federal Reserve prints money. They've, they've printed trillions of dollars. What do you think that is? Why do you, what do you think inflation affects our currency? It's because it's debt. It's literally our dollars... Like there's not a reserve. There's not trillions of dollars of a reserve. It's debt. And so for us to be like, for us to say on one hand, oh, cash is king and just have cash. You're literally, that's a form of debt. You're just, you're just, it's no leverage. So I just, again, I, you're either going to agree or not. You're either going to get it or not. So again, majority of American needs to pay off all their debt because the debt is not furthering their situation. I have hundred and thousand examples of how debt could better your scenario and, and put you ahead in, in every case. So step number two, disagree, uh, can agree to disagree. Step number three, let's go back. Step number three is save three to six months of expenses in an emergency fund. I really like this. I'm a big, big fan. Before we start investing money, before we start going crazy, have a reserve. Um, my critique would be have cash or cash equivalents. Um, so 
make sure that you have you can access money because it could get really bad if you don't have access to money. And so make sure that you have three to six months, I, I would say up to a year of of cash reserves slash cash equivalents that you could be able to lean into. I think it uh, will make your investing and entire life way better. Because of that, you'll be an, a better investor. You'll have more patience. Um, you'll be able to think more clearly as a business owner if you have that. Um, this is probably my biggest critique to a lot of entrepreneurs out there, the the Grant Cardone followers of the world that are that believe if you're sitting on any money, you're you know cash is trash. I think cash brings a lot of peace of mind and helps you be a better human being. And it could be earning zero percent, but as a result, it could be doing better things for you. So I I agree with this, and I think depending on who you are, um, having up to a year of um, emergency fund could be could be key. Um, and for some people, having six months, I I think three months is a little bit light, but that's that's all I would say there. Then he talks about invest fifteen percent of your household income in retirement. He's a big fan of growth stock mutual funds. He's been quoted multiple times for saying mutual funds will you know earn you on average twelve percent a year. So he's very strong on that. He's also very much pushing his people and and he creates leads for for people that are in Dave Ramsey endorsed. And he chooses 15%. My question is, why 15%? For those of you that follow us, we talk about the cash flow ratio and it's and essentially it's everyone's situation is different. Some people might need to save 10%, some people might need to save 30. If someone who's 60 years old and someone who's 15 years old takes this advice, why 15%? I think 15% again, why the thousand? It's just it's just a number that looks good. It's better than 10%. Um, so that's that's what we're gonna stick with. He said 15%. Um, he's a big fan of obviously 401ks with a match, mutual funds, you know, IRAs. Um, he's a big fan of that. He's also a big fan of investing in things that you understand. I don't disagree with that. Um, and so yeah, I'll just leave that at that. I would um, I, I think if you're going to go the mutual fund route, why not ETFs? Why not other things? But I, I'm not going to split hairs with Dave Ramsey at this point. Um, baby step number five is save for your kid's college. Uh, a lot of times people use 529 plans. It's my personal opinion that there's way better uh, strategies than a 529 plan. And uh, it's so interesting that Dave Ramsey, as conservative as he is, is still talking about college funds. I have a funny prediction that he's going to take this out of the baby steps. Because if you look at college and you just are practical and saying, should, if, if let's say I have a, a kid that's zero years old, would I pay money for their college or would I start saving money for their college? I would start saving money for my kids, but I'm not saying that college is going to be the solution 20 years from now. People may agree or disagree, but I think college is going to uh, hit a lot of bumps and I think there's going to be alternative ways to save for your kids. And so I would be interested to see how he pivots this, but he's sticking with it and I have nothing wrong with that. Step number seven is pay off your house early. Huge problem with this. First of all, why is 15% the magical number? And then saving for college, for kids' college, and then we're going to pay off debt. His, I mean, guys, I have a whole chapter, and if you're interested, you can check out the link below. I'll, I'll include where you can get chapter three in my book, The Andas, and it's the most efficient way to buy a house. And I talk about, I, I talk, I literally talk about wealth, opportunity costs, control, security, like I, I touch everything. And we talk about the house. And I think, and I'm quote me for saying this, I think a mortgage is one of the greatest tools to build wealth. I think it's one of the greatest tools to build wealth. I think a mortgage can allow you to buy a house that you can't afford. And as a result, the house is the issue, not the mortgage. But you're telling me that we can lock in, we can lock in with, with a world where inflation is, who knows what, we can lock in a, two and a half, three and a half percent loan 
And and then, yes, you you have interests, but you then have the opportunity of doing everything else. And instead of paying off your house aggressively and um, not investing and hoping you don't lose your job or hoping you don't get dis- disabled, like you're able to do other things. Like I, it's shocking to me that he does this and it's got to be so hard with interest rates being the way that they are. House prices are skyrocketing for him to stand by to pay cash for it. But he he's a big fan of 15-year mortgages. All interest is bad. Step number six is like crazy to me, but, he's, but he doubles down. And um, again, chapter three, and I have other videos that I talk about the house. I don't want to go into it here. Disagree with Dave Ramsey on pay off your house early. Think it could be one of the worst things that you could do, especially if you're wanting to build wealth. Um, I think you could be less secure, have less money. And I think listening to Dave Ramsey could cost you millions of dollars at this step alone, just by taking his 12% mutual fund assumptions and using a 3%, like do the math, millions of dollars difference just by listening to Dave Ramsey. Um, Taking Dave Ramsey's like statements, but listening to his advice could cost you millions of dollars. Step number seven is build wealth uh, and give. And he, and he talks about, um, you know, being super generous, leaving a legacy and, this is what I'll give Dave Ramsey is he, he's a business person and he he talks about don't invest in things that you don't understand. He talks about be generous, be radically generous. And I, I love that. I love that about Dave Ramsey. I think he encourages people. I think one of Dave Ramsey's superpowers is he gets people fired up. He gets people to focus on things that really matter. Um, he changes behavior and I can say all I want. I've, I've impacted, I'll say maybe a thousand people. I'm, maybe 2,000 people, okay? I've helped a lot of people, but that's like a teeny, teeny fraction of what Dave Ramsey's done. And and so I got to be very careful to say um, I'm holier than thou and that I disagree. Uh, I know I'm not the first person to to make these these statements. I know that Dave Ramsey has has statements on everything. It's, nothing's going to surprise him. And he doubles down and and you listen, he, he gets results, but I'll just say why, like what is the purpose? What is the reason um, that you're following him? Is, is his advice helping you get closer to where you want to go? Or is, are you just listening to him because Dave Ramsey said it? And does it make uh, sense financially? So uh, please comment below. Let me know if you have questions based on what Dave Ramsey says or anybody else that you want me to review. I, I've done a video uh, looking at some of the key takeaways I've had from Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and I've just the whole purpose of this channel is to change the way that people think and help you uh, and encourage you to live more intentionally. And so Dave Ramsey, uh, I'm coming for you, man. I'm going to start looking at some of your reaction videos and 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 share things that I really really appreciate about what you're saying and and uh, agree to disagree on some of the things that I disagree with you. So take care, be well, subscribe, leave comments, continue to live intentionally. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.